Welcome back, everybody. This is Encounter with God here on Faith FM, and uh, we are super grateful because Krista has chosen to join us for a little bit longer. <laughs> Welcome to the rest of the show, Krista. Thank you. Now, uh, we have, at this particular point, we always start with our next quiz clue. Yes, and we're going to get Krista to read it out. Can you read out that one there? So this is a Who Am I quiz. Get your phones ready. Okay. Go for it. So the chief... President and the Pharisees requested that I make Jesus' tomb secure for three days. Okay, who was that? Ooh. Who was this particular individual? And the numbers to call 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669 or send us a message on Facebook. If you know the answer, there is a prize coming. Or What's the prize today, Mon? It's going to be a Soyan Eastern CD. Okay, Soyan yeah. Eastern CD, just an amazing... We're having a real Maitland theme here today. Yeah, we are, brother. She is a Maitland local, an incredible musician, composed and and, and performed as is CD. Krista yeah, as, as is Krista uh-huh, and uh, if you would like to meet Krista or if you would like to hear Soyan Eastern play live then come to the Maitland Seventh-day Adventist Church yeah tomorrow oh, no, tomorrow morning yeah tomorrow tomorrow we'll morning there. yeah and absolutely if, if you missed our interview with Krista talking about her work with domestic violence uh, we will be putting that up because um, we live streamed it on Instagram but we do uh, have the video still saved and we will be putting that up on our Facebook and you can watch it there and the link uh, to support uh, Krista's support for domestic violence is already up on Facebook. We put that up a moment ago. And if you were listening to the news just a moment ago, you would have noted that we were talking about how uh, Krista has um, highlighted the needs for uh, support for domestic violence. And as a result of her highlighting those needs, Jenny Atkinson, Atkinson, get that right, uh, made a speech in Parliament. And as a result of that, $133,000 has been allocated by the government. Yeah, to domestic violence. Yeah, so that's fantastic news. Congratulations. Great news, Doing a great yeah. job there, Krista. I'm sure there was a lot of other people that influenced I'm sure there was it, too. Yeah, it's just good. That's great because it's really needed. And the thing is, if everybody does their little bit, and this is the thing that I appreciate about what you're doing, you're doing your little bit. Praise God. Yeah, I always put off, you know, no matter how small, it's just still more than they had before. So it doesn't matter what you can afford. Even if it's $2, it's $2 more than they had before. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, so we're going into our, um, our Bible study, which is um, uh, our Encounter with God section. And today we are talking about the Trinity. Ooh. So here's a question. Here's a, here's a question. Is the word Trinity used anywhere in the Bible? Nope. Ah, there you go. I knew that one. I think you might have hit me with that one before. Maybe I did. <laughs> okay. Does the Bible talk about the Trinity using a different word? Yeah, I mean, it talks about the Godhead. It talks about, you know, um, God being three in one, you know, baptizing people in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's talking about the Trinity, right? Absolutely. Okay, here's another question. Does the Bible mention the Godhead anywhere in the book of Revelation? Oh, Lyle, now we're getting dicey. Yeah, because we've been studying the book of Revelation all week, and the subject, I noticed the subject for today was the the, the, the God, the Trinity, the Godhead, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and as soon as I saw that, I'm thinking, from Revelation, really? From Revelation? Okay, so Krista, I've got a verse for you to read. Mm-hmm. Um, can you read for us Revelation chapter 12 yep. and verse 17? Okay, let me just flick to it. It's Revelation okay. 12 verse 17. And the dragon was angry at the woman and declared war against the rest of her children, all who kept God's commandments and maintained their testimony for Jesus. Okay, now continue reading uh, the the next verse. Read the next verse after that one. Then the dragon took his stand on the shore beside the sea. Keep going. All right, and then... 
I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns with ten crowns on its horns and written in each head were the names that blaspheme God. Hmm. Okay, so we've got the dragon here and we also have the beast, don't we? Yeah. So, so this is this is how we do breakfast uh, breakfast radio here, Mon. We, I mean, not Mon, uh, Krista. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm getting confused. I'm yeah. getting confused. So, so Krista, yeah. just we, we we like to give people on occasions a solid breakfast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're getting we're just launching straight into Revelation. It's like here it comes, you know. Yeah, um, not let's, go let's, easy. We're is, just going to chuck is, you in. Yeah, this no is, entree. This, is, this <laughs> is not we bigs. This is um, like the Aussie breakfast. It's a straight yeah, to gluten steak. Yeah, straight to the. That's right, straight to the gluten steak right there. Skip the, uh, <laughs> skip the, uh, and certainly not, certainly not um, rice bubbles. Yeah. This is not a rice bubble breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Zero rice bubbles and no cocoa pops anywhere to be seen here. Okay, I'm going to look at another verse here. So we've got two two particular individuals that are mentioned here, and that is the dragon and the beast. Mm-hmm. But there is another one. So let's go to Revelation 16. Revelation 16. I wonder, Mon, if you can read this one for us. Revelation 16. And can you read for us verse 13? I think it is. Yep. I hope it is. 16 and 13 says, And I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs leap from the mouths of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. Mm. Okay, this is now saying... The dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. So we've got a trinity here, don't we? Yeah, I was about to ask you, because this trinity sounds really nice. You know, you have the the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But I was like, do you know what? Anytime there's something good, I feel like the devil has to come along and make like a counterfeit Counterfeit version. Yeah, so I was like, surely somewhere... We're going to be warned about a counterfeit. Okay, and right here it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, just right I out. I knew it. <laughs> okay, so we've got uh, we've got this false trinity um, arriving here that is the counterfeit of the true one. And, of course, that would then indicate that somewhere there is a true one, even mm. though the Bible doesn't use the word trinity. It's interesting because the word trinity is defined in a lot of different ways by a lot of different churches. Where does the word trinity come from? Like if the Bible doesn't use it, did I mean did we just come up with it ourselves? Yeah, it's like it's a Latin word, I think. <clears throat> okay. It means three in one. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you've got a uh, a false trinity right here. Okay, so I'm gonna go back to Revelation chapter one and I'm going to show you something unique about the book of Revelation. In fact, a number of unique things about the book of Revelation. Uh, that that make this book entirely different than any other book that you'll find anywhere in the Bible. Okay, so Krista, Revelation chapter 1, and we will read verse 1. And this, of course, just bear with me because we're going to come back to the subject of the Trinity. Righto. Okay. So this is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servant and the events that must soon take place. He sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant, John, Keep going. That'll do right there. Let's stop there for a moment, and we will talk about that for a moment. So the Bible says this is the revelation of who? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Even though in some Bibles, immediately above that in the subtitle, you'll find where it says, the revelation of St. John the Divine. Oh, really? (laughs) My Bible doesn't say that, but a lot of Bibles will have that, and it always makes me smile every time I read it. The revelation of St. John John the Divine, a very nice poetic title put there by the the producers of that particular edition of the the Bible and the editors and so forth, Mm -hmm. which is then immediately contradicted by the very first words (laughs) that are immediately below it where it says, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Okay, so is there any book in the Bible that is not a revelation of Jesus Christ? No. No. Every book of the Bible is a revelation of Jesus Christ, right? 
Yeah, 100%. Okay. Yep, good. All right, so we're clear on that. Is there any book, though, other than this one, that specifically proclaims itself in its first verse, in its first introduction as the revelation of Jesus Christ? Mm, not that I know of. Yeah, no, I can't I think of any. No, yeah. yeah. Mm. There is no other book anywhere. This is the only book in the Bible that in its first its first words comes right out and says, hey, this book is all about revealing Jesus Christ. Well, that must make it pretty important then. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We should definitely and be it's studying also, it. And it also gives you a principle of understanding it because if you think about this, out of all the books of the Bible, I think Revelation is one of the easiest ones to get distracted onto symbols and beasts and mm-hmm. mysticism yeah. and forget Jesus Christ I think that's and the- history. It's definitely a lot of people that I know's problem. Like yep. on Facebook, you always see them going, oh, they're reading it or just in, in conversation and you never really know where they're going and they're like, I just don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's very easy to get confused. And, and, and one of the things I know, this is, big, uh, this is a weakness of mine because I love history <laughs> and Revelation has so much history in it. Good history. I get easily distracted on all of the history <laughs> and forget to present <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so the Bible, the first thing it says is is, 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 it is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Then um, in the end of that same verse, in my translation, it says, He sent and signified it by his angel. Is there any other book in the Bible that has been signified by an angel? Mm. Signified by an angel? No, I don't think so. No, there's not. I will let you in on a secret. There is not. This is the only book that proclaims itself as the revelation of Jesus Christ, even though all of them are. And it is the only book that is signified by an angel. That makes this book rather unique so far. But its uniqueness doesn't stop here. It's going to uh, continue from this point forward. And I'm going to show you some more very unique things about the book of Revelation. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so we're back with our encounter with God, and this morning we you have Lyle and Mon, the usuals, and our special guest, supermodel Krista, who has joined us um, to talk about domestic violence and uh, just presented a great interview. If you want to see that interview, go to our Insta story if you missed it. And uh, you can watch it there. However, we're talking about Revelation and some of the unique things about this particular book. Okay, so we have noted that it is the only book that proclaims that it is going to reveal Jesus Christ, even though all books do. And it's the only one that is signified. Now, to signify, the word signify comes from the root word sign Mm. or symbol. Yeah. Okay. And what you'll find is that the book of Revelation is written primarily in symbols. Why do you think it's written in symbols? To hide it. To hide it? Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's written in code. Yeah, yeah. I mean, usually if things, like if I sent you a message in Morse code or something, it'd be, it'd be because I didn't want some people to read it. People that don't know Morse code? Yeah. 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 Of course, you and I know Morse code, right? <laughs> actually, I used to. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. When I, actually, it was a way that I uh, passed notes in school. A friend of mine, <laughs> we learnt Morse codes. We could pass notes in class. That's, That's actually a good way to learn Morse code. <laughs> it was, yeah. Unbelievable. We had to like, write dots and dashes and stuff. <laughs> but I suppose maybe. maybe like with going back to the symbols, like maybe they do it because they really want, like they want the reader to really actually want to understand it. Yeah. Like, you know, mm. it forces them to really look deep into yep. what they're trying to say. Like Absolutely. it's not just easy read. Absolutely. And so you've got two things right here. First of all, it's in code so that people that God does not want to understand yep. it are not going to understand mm-hmm. it. And secondly, 
if you're going to understand this book, you've got to value it. Yeah, 100%. And then, I guess thirdly, is once you decode it, it's going to be so much more exciting. Yeah, and then also, you know, if you think about it, a lot of books that were written, you know, way, way, way back, they're difficult for us to understand because the language is so different. Whereas a symbol... Symbol never changes. Symbol never changes. That's why you can read Egyptian hieroglyphs in English. Yeah, because they're just a bunch of symbols. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And guess what else is interesting about symbols? What's that? You know what the most valuable things in the world are? What? Symbols. And that's so true. The most valuable thing in the world right now, well, it was a few years ago, I'm not sure whether it still is, but the most valuable thing in the world was not, you know, some big super company. It was the Coca-Cola brand. Yeah, yeah that was a symbol. I can see that happening. But it, it makes complete sense. Yeah. I mean, we've got so many people that, you know, come from different cultures and don't speak the same language, but they all understand the same symbols. It, exactly. it's, it's something that can be identified by not just one person, but everyone. Yeah, the mm-hmm. whole planet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, actually symbols and even like parts of symbols. Do you know that Cadbury, that, that purple colour that they use on the packaging has been trademarked? They, oh, they trademarked the their colour. The colour <laughs> itself is a symbol of their brand. Do you know yeah. what's interesting too? Because red and yellow are actually the colours to make you hungry, not purple. So it's uh, ironic that it's a purple colour. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Did not know that. Symbols communicate a lot. Okay, so here's something that uh, – and, and, and I think what you're doing, what you're highlighting here is really important because, you know – to create, to send a message, you put certain, you know, words together and you get a sentence, you get a paragraph, you get a book, etc., and it becomes long. But you can put all of the information contained in a whole book in one symbol at times, can't you? Picture tells a thousand words. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, so we find that the book of Revelation is a book that proclaims itself that is going to reveal Jesus Christ, first of all. And secondly, it is a book written in symbol, so we know this is a book of incredible importance. Okay, then it continues on, verse 2. Krista, can you read for us verse 2, please? Sure can. He's faithfully reported everything that he saw. This is the report of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Thank you. Do you enjoy listening to testimonies, Krista? Yeah, I do. Testimonies in church are always a blessing. Yeah. Testimonies are the best. I got good ones. Imagine if Jesus was coming to Maitland tomorrow. And he was going to stand up and share his testimony. Yeah, I'd be there for that. Yeah, we wouldn't miss that one, would <laughs> Absolutely. we? Absolutely. Okay. You can tell the difference in the audience when someone starts telling their testimonies that like they suddenly tune in a bit further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so notice what Jesus is, what 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 John is saying here. Um, this is the testimony of Jesus. If you want to hear Jesus' testimony, it's right here in this book. Ah. So. All of the no Bible reason. is the testimony of Jesus, but this is the only one that proclaims itself as the testimony of Jesus. That's cool. That's very yeah. special. Okay, uh, Mon, verse 3. Verse 3 says, God blesses the one who reads the words of this prophecy to the church, and he blesses all who listen to its message and obey what it says, for the time is near. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Are you blessed if you read the book of Leviticus? Yeah. I'm sure you're blessed whatever part of the Bible you read, right? Are you blessed if you read the book of Lamentations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just pulling out some random might, ones right here. Might feel a bit hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, there is a blessing in every book, isn't there? Mm-hmm. But there seems. But is there another book that proclaims a blessing on those who read it? No, it's mm-hmm. like a double extra blessing here. Okay, let's 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 put this together. What we have so far. Mm-hmm. This is the only book that proclaims itself as the reve- that it's going to reveal Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Even though all do, it is the only book that is uh, proclaims that it's going to be signified by an angel. 
It is the only book that proclaims itself as the personal testimony of Jesus Christ, and it's the only book that proclaims a special blessing on those who read and understand it. Wow. So that makes it pretty special right here, doesn't it? Very special. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, it gets better. It gets way better. Keep talking. Verse 4 and 5. Krista, must be your turn again. Okay. All right, verse 4 says, This letter is from John to the seven churches in its providence of Asia. Grace and peace to you from the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come from the sevenfold spirit before his throne. And did you get verse 5 as well? Oh, nope, sorry. And from Jesus Christ, he is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead and the ruler of all the kings of the world. Oh, it still goes. All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. Okay. This is a, this is a bit of a, a tongue twister right here. And this is the point where we dig a little bit deep. So I want you to stay with me. Mm-hmm. The key word in this passage is the word and. My translation is slightly different to yours. Actually, it's vastly different, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll work our way through it. So the, the key word that you've got to um, that you've got to look for is the word "and." If I talk about Peter, James, John, how many people have I mentioned? Peter, James, John. That could be one person. Uh, somebody's awake this morning. Yeah. It could be one person, couldn't it? Peter James John. I'm Monica Galash. You're Lyle Brennan Southwell. Peter James John could be one person. What's your middle name? I don't have a middle name. You don't have a middle name? I'm oh. you just you just You just put my middle name out there on there and you don't even have a middle name. Uh, Are you impressed that I remembered your, your middle name? Yeah, I was like, well, I, don't know. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so we've got um, Peter James John could be one person, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, first name Peter, middle name James, last name and John. Uh-huh. It could be three people. It could uh-huh. be. Slight possibility. Yeah. However, if you would add in the word and Peter mm. and James and John, is it possible then to be one person? Unless they have parents with really weird taste in names. (laughs) (laughs) No, that would be three people. That would definitely be three people, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, unless they didn't really understand grammar. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Okay. But for normal people, we would say, yes, this is three people. people. Okay, all right. I think we're all normal people here listening to the radio today. (laughs) I hope. (laughs) All right. I sometimes do worry about Mon, but okay. So watch what we've got here. The Bible says John writing to the seven churches which are in Asia. Mm-hmm. So we know who it's coming from. We know who it's going to. Grace be unto you and peace from. Here comes your first one. First one. Him which was, is, and is to come. Okay. So there's your first person. Mm-hmm. And from. What's your next one? Is. Mine's, mine's completely different versions. So oh, you yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but who's the next person that yours mentions there? After the him, him, him the one that was, is, and who is always was, and who is still to come yeah. from the sevenfold spirit. Okay, so there's your next one. Ah. The sevenfold spirit. Before his throne. No Before that. his throne. Okay, so you've got him which was, is, and is to come. Okay. And the sevenfold spirit. Mm-hmm. And then next verse, what is the next one? And from Jesus Christ. And from Jesus Christ. Okay, let's begin with Jesus mm-hmm. and work our way backwards. Okay. We know who Jesus is, right? Who is yes. Jesus? Jesus is, well, the Son of God. Son of God. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Um, so we've got the divine eternal Son of God right here, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And we have the sevenfold spirit, mm-hmm. right? Clear on that? Yeah. And we have him which was and is, and is to come. By a process of default, we've got the sevenfold spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, who is him which is, was, is, and is to come. Should we find out after the break? We probably will find out after the break. <laughs> We're out of time. This okay. is Matt and Josie Minikis. The song is coming to us. We'll be right back with who that person is in the Bible. Come to me with your painful secrets. Come to me with your tears of
That was Matt and Josie Minicus with Come To Me here on Faith FM. Oh, we got another clue for our quiz there, Mon. Yes, Mon is busily waving the, 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 quiz, quiz the quiz card in my face. Yes, quiz card, by the way, a picture of it is on our Instagram uh, Insta story. Uh-huh. So if you want to have a gander at it, you can even see the previous clues. Uh, so the next clue is I had a. Do they have the last clue on the Insta? No, okay. no. You put your finger that, over that. Yeah, put the finger over the last clue. But the person who looks at the Insta story will get the jump. They definitely have um, you know, clues ahead of time. Mm. So who am I? I had a notice fastened to Jesus' cross that read, Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth the King of Jews. So who was it that stuck that sign on the? He asked what his truth is, and then he proclaimed the truth. Mm, That's it. Very profound of you there, Lyle. (laughs) He was uh, one of only three people who proclaimed it that day. Oh wow! The day that Jesus was crucified. Hmm. If you know the answer, give us a call. One was the centurion. One was the thief, and the other one wrote it. There you go. One eight hundred Faith FM. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. Before Lyle gives it away, I'm so. So, nervous. Christa, I did need to let you know that I often like to talk about the. Uh, he talks about the quiz. The quiz, and then <laughs> in doing so, gives away the answer. Oh, that's not what you meant to do. Has done it multiple hard. times. <laughs> I mean, they probably like it. But I've only done it three times in it in oh, a year. Oh, only three. Three, gives, three times Mon since I've up. started on the show, which was February. So when he says a year, he makes it's it sound year. like it a couple, is it much more diluted. So it's like once a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Krista. That's much better perspective. Yeah. Okay, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Text me the answer. We will send you the prize if you get it right. Because we didn't, we didn't actually have a uh, quiz last year. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. Oh. So we're still learning, guys. Clearly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, uh. we were about to find out who in Revelation chapter one. Okay. Right. Always was. Let's work out. I'm, I'm going to read the verses again. John sure. to the John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Asia. Mm-hmm. Grace be unto you and peace from him which was, is, and is to come, and from the sevenfold Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. Okay. Yep. And from Jesus Christ. So this message is coming from Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. and from the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and from him who which, which who was, is, and is to come. Who is that by a process of elimination? So we've got Jesus Christ in verse five. You've got you've got the Son. Yep. You've got the Holy Spirit. And then the only other person in the Godhead is God. The Father. Yeah. God the Father. Yeah. They're all God. Yeah. Like God the Father. Okay, so you've got I want you to notice this. I want you to think about this for a moment. You've got at the introduction of this book, it specifically states this book is coming to you from all three members of the Godhead. Wow. Okay, so here's another question. All of the books of the Bible come from all three members of the Godhead, right? Mm-hmm. But is there any book in the Bible that states that it comes from all three members of the Godhead? No. This is super. This is obviously a super important book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and it gets even better than this. How many places can you think of in the Bible where all three members of the Godhead are mentioned together? Wow, oh, now we've got silence on air. Matthew, Matthew 28. Yeah, okay, I Matthew think 28, which is the Great Commission. Okay, the so that's commission. the foundation of the Christian church. Uh-huh, All right, uh-huh. so we've got Matthew 28. Does it count as they're baptizing someone? It does count. Ah, uh, so, uh, oh, hang on. Yes, uh, the baptism of Jesus. Yeah, that's the one. Where you have the Father speaks from heaven, the Holy Spirit descends as a dove, and the Son comes up out of the water. Yeah, so magical. All right? mm-hmm. So you've got the baptism of Jesus, 
the foundation of the Christian church. Mm-hmm. So two so far. And then two. This the Bible's book. a big book. And so now? Any more? Uh, I can't think of any. I'm, I, I'm thinking there's going to be because you're holding your hand up. Okay. Good word picture there, Krista. Okay, so I've got two fingers up so far. Let me give you another one. There is another one, and it's a little bit more obscure, and that is creation. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the Spirit of God moved on the face of the waters. And then if you go to Colossians, the Bible says, by Jesus, everything was made. Mm -hmm. So the creation of this world, right? You've got the um, uh, baptism of Jesus, foundation of the Christian church, Okay, you can find another one if you put some verses together um, at the crucifixion, resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would make sense. Yep. And now you've got one in Revelation. Okay, let me ask you this question. Creation of the world, baptism of Jesus, crucifixion and resurrection, foundation of the Christian church. Are these significant events? Definitely. Super important pillars of our faith. Major okay. milestones. These are, I would say the most significant events that you're going to find anywhere in the Bible, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And then you come to Revelation. Mm -hmm. And there's your final and last one where you have all three members of the Godhead spoken of together. Which really Mm -hmm. clarifies what you're saying about this being such an important book. This is a unique book. Yeah. This is a super unique book. I feel like this is almost like, you know how you just get letters in the mail, right? I feel like this is if a letter arrived in your mail, but it's like delivered by the queen with all her flunkies and a, you know a huge trumpet procession. Like this is like you know signed, sealed, delivered, stamped with the royal signature, everything. Like you know this is da, 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 da. <laughs> people even singing the signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is like a really important, important book. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so when we come to the book of Revelation, and you know, because when I saw today's subject come up and it was uh, um, the Trinity and particularly talking about the false trinity. And, and I've gone, the trinity in the book of Revelation. I'm like, oh, yeah, trinity is in the book of Revelation. It's right here. Because we don't think of the book of Revelation as you know your first point of call if you're going to do a Bible study on the trinity. But it is here in a very powerful way because not only does the book of Revelation give, you know, at its introduction give you the true trinity, the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and as it proclaims here, grace be unto you and peace from the Godhead. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. It's the only book in the Bible that does that. But it also introduces you to the counterfeit trinity. You know, when the devil produces counterfeits, because some people argue, oh, they're a bit worried about the trinity and so forth. The devil's producing a counterfeit of something, there's most likely a real one. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, the devil's coming along and like, yes, I've got uh, three unclean spirits here. There's most likely a uh, a, a real one um, that is the opposite of that. Well, I mean, the word counterfeit <clears throat> kind of just alludes to that. Yep. You know, it's counterfeit. It's a fake of something real. Okay. And it's something that happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. So like it's, it's, it's known. Yes. It's always going to happen. That's right. Everyone's always going to try and rip off each other. Okay. Now let's look at the counterfeit for a moment. Let's go right back to Revelation 13. And in Revelation 13 and verse, sorry, Revelation 12 and verse 17, that was the last verse of chapter 12, we read about the dragon, right? Mm-hmm. And then we go to 13 and we read about the beast. Okay, so you've got the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet, yeah. but we're reading about these two right here. So you've got the dragon. Notice the end of verse 2. What happens in the end of verse 2? What does the dragon do for the beast? 
He gives him something. Chapter 12, verse 2 or chapter 13? 13, verse 2. Okay. The dragon, he gave the beast his own power and throne and great authority. Okay, so the dragon gives the beast his power, his seat, and his authority. Have mm-hmm. you got that? Yep. Yep. Okay, think of one of those five places in the Bible where you have the Trinity mentioned. Mm-hmm. Matthew 28, the foundation of the Christian church. I want you to watch this. Mm-hmm. Look at this for a counterfeit. Uh, Matthew 28, it says this, And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me Ooh. in heaven and in earth. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father gave to the Son, and then the dragon comes along and produces a counterfeit, and the dragon gives to the beast all power, all authority, his seat, everything. Where did Jesus go? The Bible says that Jesus ascended into heaven and sat down on the right hand of the Father in heaven on the seat of the Father. Crazy. That's the true and the counterfeit right there. That just sends chills up and down my spine. We're going to listen to Chris Rice, Oh Love That Will Not Let Me Go. Let me go I rest my weary soul in thee I give thee back the life I owe That in thine ocean depths its flow May richer, fuller be All my way, I yield my flickering torch to thee. My heart restores its borrowed ray that in thy sunshine's blaze its day may brighter, fairer be. Oh, joy. Kissed me through pain I cannot close my heart to thee I trace the rainbow through the rain And feel the promise is not vain That morn shall tearless be my head I dare not ask to fly from thee I lay in dust life's glory dead and from the ground there blossoms red life that shall endless peace life that shall endless peace
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Australia. I am going to give you the last clue, which, as we've been warning you, has been on Instagram ahead of the game the whole time. You can watch our Insta story. Our Instagram handle is Faith FM Live, which is all one word, lowercase, no spaces, no dashes, nothing, just Faith FM Live. And you can press on our icon and it'll show you our story for the day, um, as well as the interview. We uh, we live streamed the interview with Krista, who was wonderful uh, to have here in the studio, Krista Heath. She's a beauty pageant model and uh, she's working hard. Um, raising awareness and raising funds for uh, domestic violence survivors. So we, we put that up on Instagram as well. But our last clue for our Who Am I quiz today is I had Jesus vlogged and handed over to be crucified. Just mm, need one word. You. Just give us one word and that's all we need. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Text me 0491-064-669. You can even reply to us through Instagram if you're there watching that. Lyle. Yes. Yesterday, we all went out for breakfast. Yes, and, and you I, ate something disgusting. And I ate something revolting and I ate it because I had a, a really enticing name. Mm-hmm. It was a cookie, a multicolored cookie, and it was called unicorn poo. <laughs> but it started a discussion. You're a sick person. I know. It started a discussion about unicorns. Yeah. And do you know what? Mm-hmm. Unicorns are real. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how I know this? How do you know this? Because they're in the Bible. Oh. In fact, the Bible says, uh, will the unicorn be willing to serve you or abide by your crib? Can you bind the unicorn with his band in the furrow or will he harrow the valleys after you? Very poetic language from the book of Job right there. I don't think the unicorn's going to do any of that because he's going to fly away with his magical sparkling horn, right? Uh, yeah, maybe not. What? So the question is, does the Bible speak about fantasy creatures? Why does the Bible mention the unicorn? And the unicorn is mentioned in five different places, uh, nine different places in the Bible. Oh, wow. So was the unicorn a real thing or not? It's never certainly never been discovered. Does that mean that we have yet to discover something that has not been discovered? Oh, that'd be so cool. Hey, do you know? What? You know the narwhal? Yeah. Which is that whale that has... A unicorn horn. A unicorn horn. Yeah. Yeah. You know they used to sell narwhal horns as unicorn horns back in the day? <laughs> I would have yeah, so fallen for that. Back in, you know, in the Victorian era. Look, you label anything unicorn and I would have purchased it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Queen Elizabeth I is said to have had one which was valued at a thousand pounds. She had her own private unicorn horn. Oh, my. A big spiraled um, narwhal horn. Okay, so what is the Bible talking about? We don't know exactly what the Bible is talking about, uh-huh. um, but it, it, the unicorn simply means um, or indicates a creature that has one horn, and it comes from the Hebrew word re'im. Uh, this has been translated in various languages as monosaurus, unicornus, unicorn, einhorn, einhorn, all of which mean one horn. I just want to point out that re'horn, that first word, and the... And the other word, the Honosaurus, kind of sounds like rhinoceros. Yeah. No. And they have one horn and they're still around. Yeah. Maybe unicorns are rhinoceroses, a little rhino. It could be. It could mm-hmm. be. It, it, there's, a, there's a more likely uh, explanation um, because you've got the Hebrew word uh, re'im, which is very similar to um, the rhino. Assyrian word re'imu. Oh, re'imu. Yes. Um, and this was a a uh, creature that was an ox and it was artistically depicted in the ancient world with one horn. Oh, okay, yep, yep. Yeah, big, powerful thing with one horn. Yeah, very similar to a rhino. a lot of people think that that might, be, that might be what it's referring to. It could be a rhino, it could be a, a re'imu, um, something like that. A lot of Jewish translators didn't translate it because they didn't know what it was. 
Very interesting. Thank you. Hi, my name is Aluka. I go to Townsville Seventh-day Adventist Church. We would love to have you join us on Saturday at 9.30 for Sabbath School Kids Program and then the main service at 10.45 a.m. For more information, Google Seventh-day Adventist Church, Townsville City.
You're listening to Jaden Lavick with I Surrender All. I love that song. It's so good. And we are about to give something away for free. So <gasps> get ready to away. grab your phone and give us a call. Uh, we're giving, do you know, we've been talking about heroes, I think, today without even realising it. We talked about, you know, the mayor of St. Cloud in Minnesota who, you know, has um, has dinner with just, you know, the, you know immigrants and just local people and uh, the little girl who bakes cookies for, for the um, firefighters and the policemen. And then we have Krista uh, Heath who came in, talk about her work with domestic violence. And just like, do you know what? We have a couple of heroes that we've been talking about. Yeah. So today... I looked in the uh, into our free prize giveaway box, and there was a book here: "Hero of Hacksaw Ridge," the gripping true story that inspired the recent movie. Um, this is the official authorized story of Desmond Doss, and uh, this is truly a heroic man. And mm-hmm. this is his story. It's absolutely one of the greatest incredible. stories ever to come out of the Second World War. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so this is uh, this is Desmond Doss was the first uh, conscientious objector and to receive the Medal of Honor. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he didn't bear arms, but he his his actions were just of you know integrity and and heroic, and he saved so many lives. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if you've seen that film, um, one of the things I appreciate about this book, sorry, I butted in. Go on, go on. One of the things I appreciate about a book is that the um, the author Butenhern had put a lot of research into you know reading through the combat report. Mm-hmm. And then being able to turn uh, to create a very vivid word picture of the battlefields and the actions that took place, you know, st- step by step, mm-hmm. so that you actually get a um, a very good grasp of what's actually taking place and what it was like to be there. It's um, it, it's a very gripping story. It it really is. It's one of those books that when you, when you pick it up, it's very difficult to put it back down. And you know, the most amazing thing about it is that it is actually a true story. It's a page turner. It's going to keep you riveted to the edge of your seat. And if you would like a copy of it, it's very simple. Just give us a call now. 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. We will send you this free of charge. Fantastic. Well, you know how to get it and you know where we are and you know what our numbers are. So give us a call. Don't wait any longer. But of course, as always, if you would like to know more about the Bible, if you enjoyed the Bible study this morning and want to know more, want to dig deeper, particularly in the book of Revelation, then we would love to help you with that. We have uh, a whole course that covers uh, the Mm -hmm. book of Revelation that you can do by correspondence or online. Or you can do it in your home with uh, somebody to come and share it with you. Or you can join a small group somewhere. I'm sure there's plenty of small groups around that are studying the book of Revelation. Um, I know we have a uh, small group happening out at Maitland Church that gets into all kinds of heavy subjects like that. And that's one of my favorite ways of studying the Bible is in the small group context because you can just sort of share with each other and talk about so many different uh, ideas and concepts and, and learn from each other. So give us a call. We'd love to connect you in that way. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week on Monday morning after the 7 o'clock news. And if you're listening to this and it's not the first day of winter, the 1st of June, it's because you're on the delayed broadcast. Jump over to the live show and join us. Just download the TuneIn app. Press play on Faith FM. Come, let us worship and bow down and kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Let us worship and bow down And kneel before the Lord, our Maker Come, let us worship and bow down
and bow down and kneel before the Lord, our Lord. 